0: May the Lord bless you and shower His grace and favor upon you. May the Lord give you strength and power to be able to do what He says in the Bible. And I believe that the Lord will speak to you today, teach you and guide you into His truth and into the superabundant life. Let us continue to listen to the teaching, Building Firm Foundations. This is the 38th lesson. In fact, this will be the end of the lesson called Knowing Christian Doctrine Foundation. But I want to give the title of this teaching, Applying Christian Doctrines in Our Life. Please listen to the lesson number 36 and number 37. All these three lessons are in the same chapter concerning the basic Christian doctrines. In the past two lessons, we learned about the doctrines of God, the doctrines of Jesus, Holy Spirit, the church, man, sin. And now we'd like to talk about angels and evil spirits. The Bible talks about the angels and demons and evil spirits, the fallen angels and the good angels. God created angels so that they can serve him and they can obey him and do his work. And a group of angels intended to rebuild and disobey God. Lucifer was an archangel and he rebelled against the Lord. His followers or the fallen angels who follow him were chased out of heaven. And came into the second heaven, not the third heaven where the throne room of God was there. And these fallen angels and Satan try to control the world and try to destroy people. They have the job to kill, to steal, and to destroy people. They bring death and curses to people. They also have their workers on earth. And we call this spirit evil spirit or demonic spirit. The leader of the whole fallen angel group and evil spirit and demonic spirit, his name is Satan. Therefore, we need to understand that we have the enemy of our soul. There are both good and evil angels. Good angels obey the Lord and help Christians according to his commands. The good angels can guide believers, can protect believers. God gives good angels, charge over us to protect us. But Satan and fallen angels try to bring sin, bondages, chains, and problems into mankind. In each city, each country, fallen angels which are called Principality, authorities, and powers try to control people, try to get people out of faith, out of the kingdom of God, and stop people from believing in Jesus Christ. And they send evil spirit into people's life to destroy, to kill, and to steal from them. Therefore, we need to learn how to protect ourselves and to resist the devil. I would like to read some scripture that talk about good angel. In Genesis chapter 16 verse 9, the angel of the Lord said to her, "Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand." This is a story of Sarah and her servant who got pregnant with Abraham. And when she got pregnant, she started to mistreat her mistress, Sarah. So Sarah chased her out of the house and was very mad at her, actually. And the angel of the Lord came and talked to her. And she was told to go back home and to be with the boss or the master again. So you see, the angel talked to this servant of Abraham. The angel led her, guided her. Genesis chapter 24, verse 7 The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, my, mean Abraham's. this is the word of Abraham. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. Abraham talked to his senior servant, and he said that the angel of the Lord will lead this servant to Abraham's ancestor house, the land that he came from, in order to find Rebekah or a woman to marry with Isaac. He told the servant that, don't take Isaac there. You go there, look for a woman that God will guide you to see, and you'll bring that woman to my home to marry my son. And you know the whole story. It happened that way. Isaac married Rebecca. So you you see again, the angel helped the servant of Abraham. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, see, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. The Lord promised, the children of Israel, that He would send an angel to guide them to the promised land. I believe that the angel is still working today and the angel of the Lord helps all of us, guides, and also protects us when we serve the Lord or we go anywhere. I heard the story in my mission trip to California. One lady told me that she came back home, and she found out that somebody broke into her house. Wow, the curtain came down. The door was broken so clear, somebody broke in. And she looked at everywhere, including some drawer in her house that she put cash in there. She said that nothing was gone. everything still there. So we believe that the angel of the Lord showed up, and her bad guy, the robber, ran away. I have another story in my church too, that somebody broke into a shop, a business of my member, and nothing get lost. And we believe that the angel of the Lord protected all these people. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? God sent his angel. They are spirits to minister, to serve, to guide, and to protect God's children. Luke chapter 4 verse 10, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. This scripture comes from Psalm chapter 91, that the Lord sent his angels to protect his people. Acts chapter 12 verse 15, in this story, Peter was arrested and put in jail. The head of the city, Herod, put a lot of soldiers around him so that he could not run away. Actually, he was in chains and two soldiers were on both sides of his body. An angel showed up. The light came into the prison, woke Peter up, loose the chain and opened the door and Peter and the angel walked out of the jail. Peter thought that he had a vision, but later on he found out that the real angel showed up and set him free. Then he came to a house and knocked the door. So the people in the house heard the voice of Peter, and this is what they comment. But they said to her, You are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. In other words, the people in that house thought that the voice of Peter was the voice of the angel that took care of Peter. You see that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the people of God experienced the ministering work of the angel. So in conclusion, there are angels, good angels, bad angels. Satan is the head of the fallen angels. There are demons or evil spirits. We have the enemies, and we need to resist them. We need to live in righteousness so that we can receive God's protection. Another doctrine that we need to know is the eternal judgment of God. The Bible says that at the end of this world, the Lord Jesus Christ will come back. He will come back the second time to meet His bride or His church. And He will sit on His throne to judge the world. For us who believe in Him, we will be resurrected. Our body will be joined with our spirit. We're going to have the resurrection of the righteous. And we're all going to stand before Jesus Christ and receive the reward according to to what we did on earth. But on the last day, those who do not believe in Jesus will be judged. And they will be resurrected too, but the resurrected of the unrighteous. And they will be in the eternal lake of fire for eternity. For believers like you and me, we will be in heaven for eternity. And we will be with the Lord forever. We're going to meet the Lord at the judgment seat of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what's going to happen after his second coming. Now, I believe that you have listened to lesson number 36, lesson number 37, and lesson number 38 here. Let me encourage you to apply all this principle in your life. It's important to understand the biblical doctrines and understand the biblical principles in those doctrines and apply them by the leading of the Holy Spirit, by the wisdom of God. Each and every one of us faces different kinds of situations in life and we cannot use a fixed formula for every situation. You and I came from different backgrounds. We live in a different city. We work in a different office and every day we need to know how to apply the principle in the Bible so that we can have a victorious life and we can become the salt and the light of this world to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's look at some of the basic doctrine and application of this doctrine. For example, we learned from the previous lesson that the Bible is the Word of God. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit, God inspired his servant to write the Bible. Therefore, we should put the Bible above all man's opinion, all the cultures, all the ways of human being. We put the Bible above everything. The Bible is our highest standard and the truth for life. It is infallible. Therefore, the word of God is used to weigh what is right and what is wrong in our life. And we must be willing to submit ourselves to every truth in the Bible. This is the way I and Pastor Dar live. Any decision we make, any action we will do, anything we want to do, we will check with the Bible. If we know that we don't follow the Bible, we repent right away. And we are so hungry and thirsty for the Word of God. We study the Bible every day, and we keep learning and understanding the way of God. We want to change our thinking to be biblical. In other words, we want to have the mind of Christ. Whenever we know that something in our action, in our words, and our mind is not biblical, we repent right away. We want to live our life according to the word of God, every decision we make. Every action, we will think that way. Actually, today we have a conversation concerning people. Today I and Pastor dad talked together that, wow, Jesus fed 5,000 men, not including women, for free of charge. And we were thinking that that's why our church has lunch and we want to feed people without charging money. And if people walk in, they don't want even to join our church, we'll still feed them. We love them. We want to follow the Lord Jesus' way. We want to be givers. We want to be generous and love people. You see, look at the Bible, and we want to follow the biblical way. And we know one thing. If the Spirit of God speaks to us, it will be biblical. It will not go against the Bible. There are three kinds of spirit on earth. The Holy Spirit, man's spirit, and evil spirit, and fallen angels. In the same group, how do we know that the voice we hear or what we are doing, somebody tell us what to do, comes from the Holy Spirit or comes from man's spirit or evil spirit? We have the Bible as our standard to judge every word people say. Any teaching that is not in the Bible or out of the Bible, it's from man or from evil spirit. We call demonic teaching. Another doctrine that we want to apply is the doctrine of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit or the Trinity. So in our life application, we should really worship God and treat God as our God. If God says no, it means no. He is our master. He is our owner of life. We should not argue with God. We should not suggest God what to do. He is the one who tells us what to do. He is above us. We follow him. He is not going to follow us. And Jesus is the Son of God. And he is our Savior. Therefore, we should glorify Jesus. The Holy Spirit will guide us, give us life, heal us. We should welcome the Holy Spirit. In the past two days, I heard the testimony of people who just got saved three months ago and one person got saved in San Jose. Within three months, a lot of people got saved through this person. And I know right away who worked with her and helped her to evangelize the Holy Spirit. These new believers are on fire for the Holy Spirit. She shared the gospel with her friend who was against God. But the Holy Spirit convicted this friend, heart, and accepted Christ. And then right after accepting Christ, the Holy Spirit fell on her. She spoke in tongue, and demons come out of her. And she saw Jesus in front of her and smiled at her after demons came out. And this happened during the conversation of a new believer and who just accepted Christ three months ago and this brand new believer, who did the work? The Holy Spirit, not the program, not the man. So we need to really surrender to the Holy Spirit. We need to let our church flow with the Holy Spirit, not with the program. And we need to glorify only Jesus. We will not boast about our ability, our own goodness, our name, or anything. We just boast about only God. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is application. I give you example. I can talk more than this for a long time. So we will believe in him and we will not let anybody tell us that God is not real. Jesus is not the son of God. We say, no, no, no. God is real. And Jesus is the son of the living God. How about man is a sinner? We learn that man is a sinner. How we apply this doctrine? So because we learned that mankind was created by God and mankind is very precious in God's sight. Therefore, we should treat other people with respect, love, compassion, and understanding. Because we realize that other people are sinners by nature. And we have the sinful nature as well. We are not perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And they make mistakes. Yes, I'm saved because I believe in Jesus. I'm the righteous of God now because I have Jesus in me. But inside me, I still have weaknesses, shortcomings, and sinful nature. Because we all have sinned. Therefore, we apply this doctrine by not judging other people, looking down on other people, gossiping about other people. But we should love people, pray for them, see their value, love them, help them to come to know the Lord Jesus. Be patient with other people because you need people patient towards you too. And you need to be patient to them. You need other people to forgive you and you need to forgive them. Amen? So that's what we learn about man is a sinner. And we need to really help people to come to know Jesus because no man can go to heaven without believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. No man can be saved without Christ. So we try to lead people to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we realize that we cannot overcome sin by our own strength. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. How about the doctrine of salvation? We learn that every man is saved by the grace of God. The grace of God is shown through Jesus who died for us. The grace of God is working right now by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we need to really put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to put our faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that salvation covers every part of our life, physical body, emotion, spirit, finances, relationships. So we look up to Jesus as our answer. If we have problems with finances, we look to Him and ask Him for His grace to get rid of the debt for us, to help us to come out from poverty. If we are sick physically, we turn to Him and by grace, He can heal us. But in order to receive the grace of God, in order to receive salvation of any kind, For our life, we need to have faith. We receive grace through faith. Therefore, in the practical way, we should be diligent and studious in listening to good anointed sermon to build faith. I just listened to a testimony of a lady who had been a Christian for more than 20 years. One day... She listened to my teaching in the YouTube. She looked at my face in the YouTube, and she said, "Who is this guy, this white-faced guy here?" She did not know me. Eventually, she listened to my sermon about the fire of God. She was touched by the fire of God at home. And after that, every time she had some sickness, she would sit down or lie down and listen to my preaching in the Internet for two hours, straight. And she said, "This happened every time." Faith rises up in her and she is healed every time because she listened to the word of God and she received it by faith. You see, God has grace for us and God has salvation for us. What we need to do is to build our faith to receive salvation, either healing, deliverance, getting out from debt, from poverty, getting out from broken home or bad marriage. We need to have faith. So that is a practical point. Listen to the word, build faith, receive everything that Jesus paid for us by faith. Depends on His grace. And don't boast about our good deeds or our ability. It's done by the grace of God. And we should give glory only to Him. How about the doctrine of the church? Because the church is the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be willing to commit our life to a good local church. We should serve God there. We should get involved in preaching the gospel, saving souls, making disciples, building the local church in our city and all over the world. We should love the church. We should love our pastors and leaders who take care of us because God sent them to be the gift to take care of us and to protect us and to pass the blessing from heaven into our life. We should honor our church, our pastor, and we should get involved in the ministry. We should not miss the meeting in the church. We should use our gift and talent to serve the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 9 to 10. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly. Pastor Lau and Pastor Dalla Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now... So you can see that God uses his church to be the instrument to reveal his mystery and love and faith and salvation to the principality and powers and the people in the world. Therefore, to me, the church is the most important institution in the world. And it's the only institution will last for eternity. Other institutions will be gone one day. Therefore, I invest my life in the local church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. The Bible says that we should not miss the church meeting. We should go to the church meeting on a regular basis. After I was born again, the first Sunday, I went to church, and I never missed church except I have emergency situation at the hospital. I love to go to church, worship the Lord, listen to sermon, greeting, meeting, and fellowshipping with other believers, and encouraging the guests who came to church. I love it. I love to go to church. I love the church of Jesus Christ. How about the application for the eternal judgment because one day everything in this world will be burned with fire and Jesus will come back to establish his kingdom again. Therefore, the application part is that we should not be attached to the things of the world. We should look to heaven and always expect to see the rewards in heaven. We should live our life in such a way to prepare to go to heaven and meet Jesus. We should live our life in such a way that we are ready to see Jesus eye to eyes. When we see him eye to eyes, we say, Jesus, I love you all these years since I am born again. And I loved you, I served you, I do what you say, I obey you, you are my master, I build your kingdom, I get involved in preaching the gospel, I get involved in building your church, I do everything you tell me to do. I'm a good child of God. And Jesus mine. and give us rewards. And we will have a great mansion in heaven together. And we will be pleased by the Lord. And we rejoice in heaven and worship Him for eternity. Therefore, when we understand that the life on earth is a short thing, we're going to die one day, We're going to see Jesus one day, and one day Jesus will come back and establish a new kingdom here. We're going to live a life of preparation to meet Him. And we will not waste our time away every day. You can see that all this basic doctrine should be practiced every day because the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we want to obey the Word that come from God, so that we become the light and the salt of the world. And our life will be a part of bringing souls to the kingdom of God. If we live in sin, we live in disobedience, we don't want to repent, have bad attitude, unforgiveness, hated people, don't love people, we will not be good witnesses. People will turn away from God when they see us. That's why it's so important to apply the biblical principle, yield to the Lord and obey him. Second Timothy 3:16 to seventeen, I read one more time. All scripture is God's breath or inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Second Timothy 1, 13 and 14. What you heard from me, okay, you heard from me already. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching. You teach what you learn. And not only teach what you learn, you practice what you learn. With faith and love in Christ Jesus. God, the good deposit that was entrusted to you, Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I would like to encourage you to really guard this basic doctrine, the truth of God from the Bible, in your life. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't deceive yourself. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't let false teachers deceive you. Stand firm on the truth. Salvation, the Holy Spirit, the church, eternal judgment, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Stand firm. Repent of your sin every day, follow God, love God, and practice what you learn, and you shall be the salt and the light in this world, and the Lord will be pleased with you, smiling at you, and you will have a lot of rewards in heaven, and your life will make it count in this generation. Let me ask you a couple questions. What did God speak to you in this teaching? Will you obey what he says? Will you put it into practice? Number two, share with your friends or your pastor or shepherds or mentor how you can apply what you learn from the Bible. Is the Bible the standard of your life? God bless you. Thank you so much. And I believe that you will come back to listen again the next teaching. God bless you. May the Lord open floodgate of heaven and pour out his blessing upon your life, protect you, send the guarding angel to be around you every day, and the Lord use you to be fruitful in this world, in this generation. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you.